Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. A perfect day for Caribou tells the story of just one day in the life of Herman, Nate, and Ralph. Ralph is an alcoholic with a depleted appetite for life. Nate is an anxious young father reckoning with his past so he might move further into the future. And Ralph is a misunderstood child, truly off in his own world. The film is called A Perfect Day for Caribou. It will be a North American premiere at the Slamdance Film Festival in beautiful Park City, Utah, coming right up. We're joined today by the director and writer of the film, and that would be Jeff Rutherford. Jeff, welcome to Film School Radio. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much. I love these kind of movies. I, I love the the uh, opportunity to really dive deep into characters, to understand who they are and what they're about. And for a, a couple of reasons, um, in, in this particular film, it's pretty much the purview of two wonderful actors in the film, Charlie Plummer, as well as Jeb Barrier, who I was not familiar with. This is yep. the first time I've seen him in a film, and I thought he was fantastic in the film. Tell me yep. a little bit about the inspiration for the film. And Yeah, that and and talking about that, those two guys is kind of an, is a natural place to start because the film was very much written for those two. I was lucky to meet Charlie out here in New York a number of years ago and, and we made a short film together and just I think kind of bonded because we have really similar taste in movies. Um, and so that was that was something we spent a lot of time doing. Kind of always had this idea that we could try to go out and, and make a film together, especially if, if I could find a way to write something really specifically for him. And maybe maybe something that he hadn't precisely gotten to do before. And similarly with Jeb, he's an old friend from my days living in Portland, Oregon, um, before I moved to New York. And again, he's just a tremendous actor. And, you know, again, like you said, just someone who a lot of people haven't seen before. I just had a feeling that these two would sort of create a wonderful odd couple type father and son pairing. For all intents and purposes, those two were the inspiration. And so sort of knowing I wanted to tell a father and son story, I had some ideas about how I wanted to do it, you know, trying to be as sort of truthful and honest and really grounded about how I think this type of day would go, sort of combining that with, you know, a certain level of maybe not full on surrealism, but just something sort of light um, and magical about it. And so, yeah, without these two, the film certainly wouldn't exist. And, and so much of what it is, is because I think they're so great. And they're such a nice, strange father and son <laughs> when you see them on screen together. Well, the film opens with a fairly involved uh, sequence of with Jeff Barrier and mm. sort of explaining to a, a tape recorder essentially what mm. what he would like his son to know more about him and how he had been present in his life and I love that I just love the way that you you were able to bring him in as a character we get to know him and his failings and and then we start to begin to learn a little bit more about his son as well this is a film to me that's about generational trauma and and how how do you navigate that? How do you figure a way forward? And we're not sure how this is going to end, but we I feel like they took us on a journey. This process um, yeah. is that generational trauma. Is that a, is that a somewhat accurate way to describe what we're? Absolutely, I think that that's 
honestly, the, the, you know, if, if we're starting to pull out themes, that's the one that's sort of come up the most in the few screenings that we have had so far in conversations we've had with people. And I think that actually I was interested in, in kind of, uh, while I might not have named it that, uh, you know, going into the making of the film, I think I was, I was interested in exploring it in this very compressed, very direct way where I wanted to look at it in a, in a single day, you know, so sort of how can we take something where these two men who are not inherently tremendous at expressing themselves, what would happen if we put them in the same space together for one day and you have a sort of very literal way to see, you know, just how, how much the same or how different they might be. They meet more or less in a, in a graveyard. I mean, that's right. It feels like a film that it feels like a French film to me. I, the black and white is somewhat evocative of the yeah. early new wave days, but mm-hmm. but it's but it's but it's about kind of this dynamic, the unexpected dynamic of the two characters together. And then you have this one element in it, which is their son, which is Nate's son, mm-hmm. Nate's son um, Ralph, mm-hmm. which becomes uh, which becomes an important part of the story. But it it yeah. really sort of allows them to embark on a journey figuratively yeah. and literally see i'm not even sure i can say that they they hope that they'll be better for for having spent time together there's there's a lot of tension in that realm we're not sure exactly what the best outcome for either one of them would be in this situation right i think that that's kind of um i think that's kind of central to what we tried to do in making the film and, and it's also just kind of what i like about films and shows is sort of yeah, when situations are presented to you, it's not even clear maybe how you want it to go. As we've talked to audiences so far, honestly, the the difference in those opinions is what's most exciting to me. And that's actually what, if I were sort of going for something, that's actually what I'm more in pursuit of. I'm, I feel like maybe I would be disappointed if, if we screened the film and people walked away saying there was a, a collective sense of how they had wanted it to go or what they think it means. I think that yeah, hopefully there are a few ways that people can think about it. And I think that the way that the film starts, Charlie's character, Nate, his decision to to even, you know, sort of reach out to his father, who he hasn't seen in a long time. You know, we can only imagine that has come with some serious deliberation. And so I think it's only natural that this day is really kind of stilted and 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 clumsy, just in the way I think all three of us kind of put our heads together and said how how would this really go? What would this rhythm really be like? And trying to play with, yeah, what parts of it might, if this really happened, would go unresolved. And another part of that dynamic for me was this is could easily be the last time they ever see each other. And so when Nate comes into the into the picture, he tells a pretty pointed story to his dad about something that happened early or in their life. Mm-hmm. Again, it puts us in the into the mind of well, where are we going? Where could we end up in all of this? By the way, I want to just remind our listeners that we're talking to the writer and director of the film, A Perfect Day for Caribou, and that would be Jeff Rutherford. Let's talk about Charlie Plummer and uh, Jeff Barrier, because uh, I just love, as I've mentioned to you before we got started, I saw him first in King Jack. I thought he was sensational. And mm-hmm. um, this is my first time seeing Jeff Barrier. What was it about Charlie that you were looking for in this role? What, what what were you hoping for? One thing that I thought would be exciting, and this sort of starts, this kind of comes from, you know, the place of having a friendship with him 
And so, you know, watching him read scripts and go off and do films and come back to New York and then read more scripts and kind of, you know, and, and so sort of being his friend and watching that unfold. And so getting kind of familiar with like, what types of scripts is he seeing? What is he going off and doing? Yeah. And, and so then just kind of that plus films we're going to see, I think he and I just started to develop a good, yeah, like a sort of shared sensibility. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't as if he said, certainly not. It wasn't as if he said to me, I would like to play a 24 year old dad who's really, you know, out on a limb, having seen him in other films and sort of knowing his personality and his cadence and rhythm, this character just sort of wrote itself onto the page in some sort of way. And I got excited by the idea that he would be playing this character, that he would play this character struggling with these things. He has an amazing capacity, like he can hold so much, yeah. like his emotional capacity is, is pretty profound as an actor. And so I think that's a real gift for me as someone writing a character for him and getting to direct him is knowing that he has this, this full tank and, you know, like all these tools and, and just getting to sort of play with that. So honestly, it was just sort of, oh, what if he gets to play this scruffy 25-year-old, 24-year-old dad? That would be really exciting to see my friend do that role. It was really a, a huge launch pad for it, honestly. And what I like about his career is Lean on Pete. And there's been, there's been a number of films that haven't made maybe such a splash at the box office, but are mm -hmm. solid films. He's made great choices in his career. Yeah. So yeah, that I appreciate. I, you know, I think that's very true. And then with Jeff, as as Jeff Barrier, uh, again, you mentioned he's kind of new to a lot of people. Yeah, but I think I, he'll get if you know he'll get more because yeah. he's immediately kind of something about him that you recognize, like you feel like he's someone I should know, I should have known, or from something. And mm -hmm. but he just is such he was really good in the, in the film in terms of what you asked of him. It's interesting, Mike, to hear you say that. That's come up a couple times of of people saying they feel like they know him, and then maybe they go to IMDb and are stumped that <laughs> they don't. I met Jeb right when I moved to Portland, and and just kind of again struck up a friendship. And yes, really talented theater actor. Um, did a bunch of theater in Telluride for a long time. You know, had an early '90s kind of period in New York, and since then he does a lot of he does a lot of work you know, in the Portland area um, and shows and movies and stuff. But I just knew, again, I got to write for his voice. I knew he would surprise people. And for me, he really just is Herman. You know, he really inhabited that character so well. He was immediately comfortable mm -hmm. in that. I, when the first thing we see of him in the truck, you know, I was immediately, I felt like this is a very lived in character already yeah. within a few seconds. Yeah. Well, uh, congratulations on the North American premiere. All the best moving forward with this film. I think uh, I think it's terrific, and uh, awesome. I look forward to more. Hopefully, uh, we'll we'll see you somewhere down the road. Jeff Thank Rutherford. you so much. Yeah, you're very welcome, Jeff. Jeff Rutherford. The film is called "A Perfect Day for Caribou." Writer director Jeff Rutherford. Thank you so very much for spending. Some Thank time. you, Mike. I appreciate it. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Film School Radio.